when the question is not whose fault is this or how did this happen or great, now what? When you don't use garbage questions that get you garbage results and you switch it to great, what's the next best scenario? Then you get great outcomes. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another mini episode of For the Love of Money episodes that I like to call My Two Cents. And today I'm weighing in on what to do when things go wrong. And the reason why I feel like I wanted to weigh in on this is this is something that used to throw me off the rails. Like when something went wrong, I just wanted to blow it up, like burn the bridges, burn the relationships, cause all sorts of drama, and it would only make it worse than the situation at hand. As a matter of fact, my old default reaction was one that was guaranteed to make it worse and had zero chance of making it better. And so that's why I thought it'd be a really cool thing to talk on today because I've had a couple of situations very recently where you know things have gone very, very wrong, but with fantastic outcomes. And so I will tell you those stories and I'll tell you what our uh, new absolute default thought is that helps create some of these really good outcomes. Now, no matter how much planning you do, no matter how much redundancy there is, no matter how great your team is, because we have an extraordinary team, there's going to be things that you cannot anticipate that go wrong. It's absolutely inevitable. And so the first little piece of advice that I have here is expect that something is not going to go as to plan when you're an entrepreneur. Usually daily, but I'm more referring to when you're putting on an event or when you're doing an interview or when you're doing something a little bit bigger. So we had our Fast Foundations first mastermind meeting out here in LA for the, the second round of Fast Foundations that we're doing. And if you don't remember, that's our entry-level entrepreneur masterminds for people who are making zero to 499 grand a year. We have 50 people, five zero, 50 people in Fast Foundations, the most incredible, awesome, like kick-ass entrepreneurs you have ever met. They, I love the way they've bonded. I love the way they show up in that class. And so, of course, when we put this thing on, we always want to give them the best experience possible. Now, the kind of planning that goes into this by Dakota, who's our events manager and, and runs our team uh, when it comes to events, is so meticulous and so pre-planned and so well thought out. And we choose beautiful venues because we want everyone to seem inspired. And we make sure that the food that's chosen, that we serve everybody, is really good and really healthy and really extraordinary. And we make sure that the guests that we have come and speak are the best of the best, not just shiny big names, but people that know how to teach. And so we've got this whole weekend planned out. And the venue that we chose is in West Hollywood, up on the hill, on Sunset 
Boulevard. You couldn't ask for a better location. It's like full of energy. It's where so many dreams are made. And it's at this beautiful hotel there that we rented out the penthouse conference room. Now, this room is huge. It's, I don't know, maybe 200 feet uh, long by 100 feet wide. It's a massive conference room. And what makes it so cool is three quarters of the room, three sides of this huge room is nothing but floor to ceiling glass. And so when you look outside during the class, you're overlooking downtown Los Angeles and you look the other way to your right, you can see the ocean and you're overlooking Beverly Hills and you're overlooking West Hollywood. And so we couldn't have chosen a better location to wow all of these individuals in Fast Foundations. Now, The morning of the meeting, our meetings always start at one o'clock on the first day, nine o'clock on the other days, but one o'clock on the first day so people can fly in early. The morning of the day one of the meeting, my team goes to the hotel to set things up. This is before Lori and I get there. And they discover that the air conditioning has gone out in just the top penthouse floor meeting. And remember, this is floor-to-ceiling glass on three sides of it, and it's about an 85-degree day in West Hollywood. And so the sun is beating in through these windows, and it turns it into this oven. And the team immediately scrambles into action, trying to get people to go on the roof and fix it, and trying to start to create backup plans in case the room's too hot. And they don't even alert me to any of this that's going on, because Their goal, and this is what makes them such a great team, their goal is to fix it before Lori and I get there and before the guests get there. Well, Lori and I arrive and it's not fixed. And when I walk into the room, it is like a convection oven. I mean, I instantly start sweating. It's got to be over 90 degrees in that room. And I want you to imagine sitting there all day in a learning situation in a room that's over 90 degrees while the sun bakes in through the windows. Not going to happen, right? And here we have these 50 incredible people that invested good money for us to teach them and help them learn how to grow their businesses. And of course, they can't learn, no matter how good we teach, they can't learn in an environment like that. And it's not like you can pick up 50 people and go to the hotel next door because all of the venues are spoken for, obviously, at this point. And this hotel doesn't have other conference rooms available because they only have one other large conference room. And that was already taken for a meeting that somebody else rented out. So. On the surface, you would think that we're out of options. And when I walked in, the old me would have exploded at the hotel staff and been like, what's going on? But I looked at Dakota and she said, don't worry. I've already got it under control and we've already created a backup plan. Now, right there, that's the key to having an extraordinary team, right? That's the benefit of cultivating such wonderful humans in your life. So her backup plan was this. We told the, re- the uh, hotel that obviously this is not a suitable situation. They agreed. And we made them shut down their restaurant downstairs on the first level. Now, this is a big source of revenue for, for them. We made them shut down their restaurant for the day, set it up meeting style on the fly, and turned it into the next best case scenario for us to host day one of this meeting and while they tried to fix the air conditioning unit you know, during that day while we held this meeting. Now, was the space ideal? No, because it's one of those giant open kitchens and that you, know, you could see people in there preparing food during the day. 
And was it enclosed in private? No. Those coming in and out of the great big grand hotel lobby could look to the right as they walk in and see and hear what we're teaching. And it, it feels weird kind of being in a fishbowl, right? It lost its intimacy. It lost um, its enclosure. It, even the energy, if, if you will, kind of escaped from the room instead of being closed in and, and building up. So was it ideal? Absolutely not. But was it the next best scenario? Absolutely. And it turned out to be just fine. Everyone was nice and cool and they had a great learning environment and we all adjusted on the fly. Now, here's where it got more complicated. That night, they were also going to flip the meeting room into a beautiful dinner venue because of the views. And we were going to have dinner in that room with a very special guest speaker, a celebrity entrepreneur speaker that comes in and does Q&A with them during dinner. So now what do we do? The room's too hot. The air conditioning's not fixed yet. Uh, We've got this guest speaker coming. We need a very quiet venue uh, so that they can do the Q&A so that the, the speaker feels like we're treating them with respect. So Dakota comes up with, once again, the next best scenario. And after making them shut down their restaurant and turn it into a classroom for us, she makes them shut down their rooftop pool so that the guests can't even use it. And we turn it and they put out a whole bunch of dinner tables around it. And they serve the dinner, the rooftop of this hotel with gorgeous views surrounding the pool. Now, to the guests, had they not known this was going on, it was such a beautiful setting, they would have thought that we chose this on purpose. And to the guest VIP speaker, same thing. It looked like we had set up the most beautiful venue in the world for her. It's kind of like that image where the duck is nice and calm on top of the pond as it's floating and below its feet are just kicking a million miles an hour. Well, we were the feet kicking a million miles an hour trying to figure out how do we put giant band-aids on this situation. And because we didn't blow up and because we didn't cancel the day and because we didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, because our perspective was, all right, what's the next best scenario? We ended up having one of the most beautiful settings, one of the most successful day ones of any of our masterminds ever, ever. So it turned out to be a massive win. So what's the lesson in there? Well, number one, don't sabotage it. Instead, immediately turn your default to what's the next best scenario. And number two, there is always a next best scenario, even if it's not the one you pictured, even if it's not one you would have dreamt up before. There's always a next best scenario when you turn your intentions to how do I find it? And that has become, as a team and me as an individual, that has become now my absolute default is, great, what's the next best scenario? And when that becomes your default, remember an episode I did a while back when I said, ask better questions, get better answers? When the question is not, whose fault is this? Or how did this happen? Or great, now what? When you don't use garbage questions that get you garbage results and you switch it to, great, what's the next best scenario? Then you get great outcomes. And that's exactly what happened here. And then today, earlier, I was doing interviews. And when I interview guests, obviously, I really respect their time. And it's an honor to have them on when they're a guest. Well, unfortunately, we had technical difficulties. For some reason, when I would talk, they saw, uh, I sounded like a robot to them on the other side. And we tried to troubleshoot a few things. Hey, no problem. What's the next best scenario? And we switched from one platform to another and that didn't fix it and tried something else and that didn't fix it. And so 
the next best scenario in that case was simply rescheduling instead of blowing up and and causing a scene and maybe looking like someone who's frustrated. In a way, it was something for me and the guests to laugh over, bond over, and you know, now we've got a kind of a laughable, laughable beginning or a humorous beginning to our, our relationship because this is a gentleman who I have not met before. And we're going to reschedule or did reschedule and everything's going to be perfectly fine. It's the next best scenario. And so I offer this up to you so that you can make this your immediate default. No matter what happens, because it will happen, no matter what the situation is, I want you to immediately go to what's the next best scenario. So if your launch is failing, no problem. What's the next best scenario? If your event is a disaster, no problem. What's the next best scenario? If you have a client that is absolutely not a match or if something's going wrong with one of your customers or one of your products, no problem. What's the next best scenario? And it's that better question and it's that better attitude and it's that perspective that will bridge the gap from the times where everything does go pretty well and get you over that hump when things go awry. And sometimes that small difference, that small difference is what will make or break your business when done several times, every time something goes wrong. And of course, when you make your business, that's when you make all that great money and you know how the phrase goes, when good people make good money, they do great things. And that's exactly what you're gonna do when you make great money. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.